0: But it's still it's really pack.
1: limited summoning. Yeah, that's for level twenty. You're, that's a level twenty character. You can you can that's, do champ, a- that's morphing into a challenge rating three beast <laughs> with a challenge rating one fourth companion that has a few boosts to some stats and then could cast summon animals or whatever the specific name is. I know it's not that as a level five spell and you're <laughs> level twenty. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, let's go take on Tiamat. And yeah. I'm
2: ready to go. <laughs> well, she's probably, like, least <laughs> likely to attack you.
1: She's like, what, what's that doing there? How these oh, me? did this little one get lost? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, are twenty. believe it or not.
2: Oh, they really did go all the way to 20 like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it, this might be the worst I think you can do.
1: Welcome to Monsters and Multiclass, your weekly Dungeons and Dragons picks. I'm Kevin Odey. I'm Jared Bornigal. And I'm Will Melton. And we'll be hanging out with you for the next hour to talk about anything and everything D&D related. This week is the Druid Ranger Multiclass, and then later on the Amnitsu from Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes. So pull up a chair and listen up.
0: So, first things first, Uh, I think we've been mispronouncing uh, Mordenkainen's. Home Foes, uh, once again, started off with Tomb Foes, but now you corrected it this time. It should be Morden
1: Kanan. Um, so I don't think anyone pronounces that right. No, yeah, we, <laughs> we've always done Morden Canans. Yeah, you missed that, that yeah. there was uh, half the time. Yeah, Mike Marrow said something on Twitter. Yeah, Morden Kanan's. Yeah, so mm, thanks, very important. <laughs>
0: Thanks, Mike. That's yes. the sage advice we really need. It's just <laughs> pronunciation guides. It's actually one of my favorite things about D&D Beyond was the fact that it adds pronunciation on everything. But it doesn't matter. Yeah. like for,
1: Just for monsters.
0: Right? Yeah. It doesn't matter to anyone until you start doing a podcast with monster names because then you like... Is, yeah, you don't want to look like an idiot. Exactly. You want to get it all right. Yeah. We've got enough reasons but. to look dumb. <laughs> it's going to be my joke. Oh, Alright, so this week our multi-class is the Druid Ranger. Uh, a Druid is a full caster that can Wild Shape, being its its main class feature, uh, which lets it turn into animals of different power levels, uh, or challenge ratings as they call them in D&D. Uh, then we have the Ranger, which is usually the uh, the Wilderness Scout of sorts, um, a half-caster. Um, oh, both of their... Uh, the two things that we need for multiclassing are Wisdom and Dexterity at 13, and we'll start there. Uh, Will, any first thoughts on these? Uh, flavor-wise, I think there is definitely
2: an overlap, pretty obvious one. I can see Druids and Rangers hanging out quite a bit. <laughs> They're best buds. Uh, one thing that probably, I don't know the mechanics, how that's going to overlap, but you've got two classes that do have a secondary stat block behind them in a way. With the druid turning into other animals and the beast master ranger having an animal himself, right? So that could be either interesting or overly
1: complex, depending on how you look at it. That's fair. It'll be interesting to explore, Kevin. Yeah, I, I think this one kind of fits in a weird spot. Uh, I always sort of see it the rain. Yeah, the the ranger is a multi class between a fighter and a druid. And it's just kind of the official way to like the the class that officially does that. Mm-hmm. So then you take the multi class this between a fighter and a druid and multiclass it in the druid so I, you're like
0: three quarters
1: druid yeah kind of <laughs> um yeah but like i guess flavor wise there's no reason it couldn't work you don't really need a bend over backwards to come up with some crazy backstory of why this multiclass exists they just it's a ranger that focuses more on the naturey stuff is a little more magical i guess um, yeah
0: yeah, one of the, the biggest issues we found with multi-classing with a ranger is that you're introducing a bunch of spells that now are going to use... One, it's, it's not a main focus of the class because it is a half-caster. And on top of that, it's going to use the spell-casting ability of Wisdom. Uh, luckily with Druid, that actually uses Wisdom as well for the spell-casting modifier. So two casters is, is actually a, a pretty good start uh, spell-wise. Um, I think one of the biggest... Uh, awkward parts of this is going to be the fact that rangers are usually a bit more melee focused and druids not
1: so much well melee or ranged n- non-spell focused ranger yeah, yep, yeah you're totally right you're right i mean, ranges in their name Martial, Marshall focused. <laughs> there you go <laughs> thank you yeah
0: um so that's going to be potentially a little bit awkward um druids again they're they're full spell casters so you're really expecting to Cast a spell or a cantrip on basically every turn. Uh, Rangers half casters, it's in the name. They're going to cast spells half the time.
1: Uh. (laughs) That's the exact math for the record. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or the Druid uses Wild Shape. I I think just the best play of this is Circle the Moon Druid, which allows you to more combat-focused Wild Shapes. You can do higher challenge ratings and stuff like that. And as far as I could tell, pretty much any kind of class ability you get from the ranger should work well wild-shaped. The only one that doesn't is right off the bat, rangers
0: do get a fighting style. None of them work with druid in wild shape. Um, A lot of the rangers' abilities, though, Mm -hmm. uh, specify making a melee weapon attack. Uh, And I did look into this beforehand because it's extremely important. Mm -hmm. Uh, The animals or whatever animal you're using, it's natural attack is considered a melee weapon
1: attack so all of that uh goes over just fine yeah Um, we ran into that with druid barbarian as well if you remember because to be able to rage i think um or maybe with smite druid paladin that sounds right i think this is maybe the fifth time we ran into this to be honest but yeah yeah the smite with the melee weapon attack so you could smite as a bear as a druid paladin Mm -hmm. eagle smite so that was the big one (laughs) Crash into something as an eagle and smite it's awesome yeah such a great visual um. So, yeah, like the Ranger, like the Hunter Ranger, with all of their cool abilities, like Colossus Slayer, where they can add 1d8 if something's not a max health, or uh, hit multiple things around them, or later on, like, they get the Whirlwind ability, where they can use it, and they can make an one attack against anything within five feet. Mm-hmm. That's really cool, like a Whirlwind in Earth Elemental, or you know, a bear, or whatever. Ooh, all, right. all of that should work. Yeah, Elemental might be
0: tough, because when do you get Whirlwind? Ten. Oh. Um, I think that's a later
1: one. Yeah. Okay. Specifically, a whirlwind in uh, eleventh. Okay, so you can't you do actually that. You can't because yeah, then you get elemental, elemental, an element. Yeah, druids get the ability to use up both of their wild shapes to turn into an elemental, which is a really cool ability, but it's at level ten, so it's pretty late. Mm-hmm. And then the whirlwind we were talking about, but even still, um, or like gloom stalker, um, like their dread ambush where they, get... um. Extra damage on the first attack and stuff like that, or their umbral sight where they're invisible to something that's relying on dark vision to see them that will work in wild shape, right? And under dark focused druid, though, feels a little bit weird. I don't know if it's wrong at all, but uh, isn't there's a whole subclass for it, really? Which one? It's we don't don't have the book. Yeah, the mushroom druid. I can't remember the name, name the of it. That's the one that just recently came out in Ravnica, yeah. correct? Yeah. It's also not Killmaster.
2: technically under dark focus because no. it's a different like
1: universe, but it's right. the same
0: damn place, to be honest. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's fine, but we're talking about all the other ones because yeah. not yeah. currently yeah. including that one. Um, There's
1: nature yeah. underground, man. There is. There is. Uh, again, yeah, it's, it's very natural. You'd say it's more of a natural world than forests and... He's getting hung up on like the trees thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's no trees around me. There must be no nature. There's All big right. old mushroom trees. Yeah, you um, get-
0: no, you're just limiting the... Maybe not limiting, but you are um, not going to probably have seen as many animals in the underdark that's another
2: mechanic that i think almost everybody ignores to an extent
0: oh i don't (laughs) that's an important one have you ever seen this animal it's like i don't know probably well it's it always comes up because every time i'm i've got a druid at the table they're always like can i turn into a velociraptor and i'm like have you seen a velociraptor and they're like uh no all right where were you born the forest you can turn into a wolf and you can shut up
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'd let somebody write into the backstory Depending oh. on what level it comes. Oh. At, it, at first level though? As long <laughs> as long as it meets the challenge rating requirements. I mean obviously don't break that. There's Velociraptor well, well, could,
0: is really specific.
1: But if that's what they want, if they want a Druid that's turning into dinosaurs, they they grew up on that dinosaur island and my dad was to, a
2: Velociraptor rancher
0: sure yeah <laughs> no that's totally fine if it is a specific focus of your backstory then mm-hmm. yeah sure I'll, I'll give it to you yeah but if you want to say i was raised by wolves and also i love turning into dinosaurs <laughs> okay that's you're fine. it's a stretch right <laughs>
2: yeah me and the wolves frequently warred with dinosaurs <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's
1: a pack tactics thing we exactly. just all just sync up right <laughs> Actually, an interesting way to play It's so, like, yeah, he grew up on this, like, isolated dinosaur island, and then you came to the Sword Coast or wherever this thing takes place for wh- whatever reason you want. Right. Um, but all you've seen are dinosaurs. Those are the only beasts you could turn into is dinosaurs. So uh, there's all the utility around druids, and their wild shape would turn into, like, a rat or a wolf or whatever and kind of blend in. It's like... They're not going to be able to do that until specifically <laughs> it is called out in the campaign that they ran into these beasts. I would love it, because they'd be like, hey, can you turn into a rat? And they're just like, Oh what? <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to do a little mini side quest. All right, let's go down in the sewers, find some rats. That's a rat. Oh, okay, I got it. Yeah. <sighs> <Rat>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's this fur around
0: it? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> um, okay, so... Uh, Circle of the Moon definitely sounds like a uh, a pretty good winner uh, for this. Now, are you thinking that there's any major milestones you want to hit level wise? Because I feel like Ranger we've talked about before doesn't even do really well at higher levels. Um, not that it does well; it's just not the best high level character. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of worthless stuff up there. Uh, whereas Druids scale pretty consistently uh one they're you know full casters Two, they just get a lot of good stuff their level 20 ability is amazing but that's neither here nor there where they can just wild shape as many times as they want yep, per day there's no right? limit Each, yeah
1: it's two all the way they can do it twice a day all the way up to a level 20 where it's just unlimited oh how nice a little ridiculous yeah <laughs> um, um this is actually probably i think the biggest detriment to this multi-class uh, where i was saying probably the best play is going circle the moon and using wild shape what you could change into scale specifically off druid level level right. so if you are circle the moon up until level six i think you could challenge up to yeah challenge rating one creature mm-hmm. and then once you're level six it's what a third of your druid level so divide your th- druid level by three rounded down and then that's the maximum challenge rating you could turn into so level 20 a challenge rating six is the highest you'll Yo, get so if you're going up there into higher level campaigns and you've multi-classed into a ranger to get some of their abilities and flavor and wh- whatever whatever it is you're looking for you're going to really limit and fall behind and wake shift into right as a druid yeah and
0: that's i think uh it can be done very well with the druid specifically uh, because they get their their subclass the circle of whatever at level two mm-hmm. um so a small dip into druid could actually benefit rangers i feel like if you don't go circle of the moon uh if you treat mm-hmm. the wild shape as something that's more flavorful than or useful. out combat utility exactly then it can be really really good and we've talked about that before where druids are uh really great for that uh i have i said a druid in, in one of my campaigns right now and they needed to scout out a mansion and he's like i turn into a cat and then he went into the place and scoped it out and it's like mm-hmm. perfect that is a great way to use a druid uh you know it's not always going to be combat focused and most likely if you're not circle of the moon, it shouldn't be combat focused. It mm-hmm. might be a, uh, a last ditch effort because it gives you a bunch of temp HP and whatever, but overall you're not going to be doing too much and it's entire and it's an entire action to turn into that thing compared to circle of the moon where you can do it as a bonus action. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think a, a small dip into druid could make ranger uh, feel very flavorful Um I don't know what would spark a ranger to be able to just start turning into animals. Um, <laughs> I, I know this sounds weird because he wants to right? but like what gives a druid their powers? They get it from their attunement with nature. It talks about like being in a druid circle, which is a very specific upbringing mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times. So that one can feel a little bit iffy to me, uh, unless it's like, You know, you just went to go live with druids for a while, and that is kind of a reductionist thought. But, you know, just at some point you studied with druids to gain that additional power. Um, And then it's great, uh, because, you know, you can get some stuff like Circle of the Shepherd, uh, which is in Xanathar's Guide, uh, one of those subclasses. And I really like that one. It has the spirit circles. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can choose between bear, hawk, and unicorn And none of them really scale with the initial thing they give. Um, At level 18, giving everybody 7 temp HP isn't too amazing. But you still get advantage on strength saving throws and strength ability checks. And I think stuff like that is just useful. It's a bonus action to do. Uh, You know, you're still doing, if you've got 4 people in your party, 28 healing as a bonus action. Mm -hmm. Healing, I say in air quotes. Um, So that could be a good dip. Uh, so you don't
2: have to just pick it's Just you can summon what you want Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah every time you summon, which is I hate I hate when they make you pick On the level like what one you get ha- like ranger does that yeah and
0: barbarian totems do that. Yep I really like having the ability to switch that out. Yeah, definitely and they're all really useful Um, at least the the bear and the unicorn one Uh, so bear as I said gives you temp hp advantage on straving saving strength saving throws and strength checks the Unicorn one is situationally useful, where it lets you see any invisible creatures. Mm. So if you're in a situation where that comes up, it's like, well, I think you've advantage on checks to see invisible creatures. So that's extremely useful. And any healing you do gets an additional plus two for your uh, druid level, or sorry, plus one for your druid level. So over there, it would only be plus two. Not extremely good. But again, the option being there per short or long rest, not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like the idea of what you were talking about, Will, the uh, Beastmaster and Circle of the Moon combo. It might be a little bit technically exhausting and maybe not the most mechanically uh, amazing, but just the idea of both of you and your beast companion being the same
1: animal. It's got great flavor, right? It's got great flavor. It's got great flavor, but I think it falls off really quick because the beast companion has to be a challenge rating one fourth or less. And then it gets stronger by the beast companions like stat blocks and how that how that subclass works. But if it's you know, if it's brown bear, it's still just a brown bear. So if you want to match it, you're just wild shaping. You could be level five wild shaping into a one fourth challenge rating creature. I, I don't see that being <laughs> that useful in combat. That's totally fair. Level
2: twenty, still pulling that off, and everyone yeah. in your party is frustrated. Like. Dude, you have so much more, but I
0: want to be a bear and hang <laughs> right. out with my bear. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> fair, and I think that's definitely a limitation of the uh, the Beastmaster. Um, you could kind of change it up flavor-wise. I can't remember if... Brown bear is higher challenge rating than blackberry bear, correct? Probably. I, I think yeah. those was a challenge rating one, uh, brown bears. I don't know. It's my okay, head. so it doesn't matter. One of the bears is stronger than the other ones. You could Damn. always just, like, reflavor it and say, Okay, I'm still a brown bear, or, like, I'm still a wolf instead of a dire wolf. But I want to use those,
1: those stats. Um, I don't think that one's too big of a stretch. Yeah. So, but I still agree. You're right. It falls off. Because yeah. I know this is really important to get just specifically <laughs> right. A brown bear's challenge rating one. A black bear's challenge rating one half. Oof. You couldn't even do that. Okay. All right. But and when then there's a polar bear, which I think is even higher. Right. So you've got three levels there that you can, you can just reflate yeah, challenge rating two. So actually, it sounds like you can't have a bear as a beast as a ranger companion. Oh, that's right. You said it's, isn't it's a one anyone fourth. I'm pretty sure it's one fourth. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's super. Limited. Are they large uh, bears? Because that, yeah. that's also another limitation. Wait, really? It's You'd like have medium.
2: to have a tiny, medium bear. But if you it's, had a medium bear, I would go ahead and give you that half challenge.
1: Just for flavor wise, <laughs> give it like the stats of a wolf. But it, it's, it's a, it's a little, plus a few little others. black bear.
0: Mm-hmm. And and regardless, it can be a wolf.
1: You there could also wolves. do the wolf You don't wolf, have to do a bear. Combo. Yeah. Everyone just seems to love bears um well, being a bear who wouldn't love bears man
0: they're so big and cuddly they're <laughs> um, adorable man. this totally they does are. remind me and i'm gonna call it out because i'm sure there's other people who know of this uh there's totally a character in naruto that does this that turns into a dog and has a dog companion and i had to look up the name because i remembered it from my youth uh kiba yeah so I'm sure there's like one or two people who are like, I really want to play Kiba. This is the way to do it. It's not going to be great, but you can both be wolves and it would be really cool. Uh, not big on
2: the anime, bud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not big on Naruto anymore. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: last year, let me tell you. No, no, no. Yeah, I was thinking more Animorphs. Animorphs? Is, yeah. I mean, that's just the druid in general, ain't it? Exactly. They have to touch, right? If I remember correctly, Yes, yes. there's going to be someone out there who's going to be really mad because we're butchering this. This, we'll is, that's so long, this is actually right? a fandom
2: we don't want to fuck with. <laughs> 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 the Animorphs people get pretty weird about it.
1: I'm pretty sure they have to touch whatever animal they're turning <laughs> they into. They do. I could picture they don't somebody it into like their the golden retriever time. dog. Just the first time. Yeah. Once they touched it, then
0: they like absorbed its essence or whatever. Yeah. Um, what were the little earworms called in Animorphs?
1: Does anyone remember? I'm not an animorphs guy, man. Uh, Stop reading. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. they were the main enemy, and it's okay. <laughs> yeah, and then the weird blue aliens fighting them mm-hmm. with the uh, six
0: legs, didn't have mouths, six legs, legs and an axe for a tail. <laughs> it's crazy. What a series! Let's just like paste that into D and D. That sounds pretty useful. I honestly think the only reason that book series got so popular is because in the bottom right it had the little flip book of them transforming. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And every kid thought that was the coolest thing. They're like, oh my god! And it's like that shirt. Yeah, let's buy twenty of these. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the only reason I still have them. Sometimes I just get sad and I just flip book through the uh, the Animorph series. <laughs> Jesus, right. man. I don't do that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, that... I really like the flavor of
2: that, but mechanically, it is probably the worst way you could go about being any kind of druid ranger.
0: Yeah, but at Beastmaster level 11, they get their second attack action, um, which at Challenge Ready 1 fourth, they're almost always not going to get that. They, they don't scale well, as we've discussed. Yeah. You're chasing after
2: level 11 to get a second attack on your already gimped bear fake bear
0: yeah Ugh. it's it is not it is not going to be something you do because it is really good mechanically this actually this is I love probably the, flavor, the, I the do. best example of
2: a class where you can almost completely destroy your own utility
0: just like by yeah. stepping on yourself or what or just like taking you, bad moves
2: if you combine like a level 11 ranger with a level 9 druid you really are coming out to about a level twelve character with extra HP. Nice. Like, if you went Circle the Moon, you mean? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You got level four spells. Your core abilities. nine. No, you get fifth. Do
2: not scale past that. Mm-hmm. And these do not help you. You're basically a level twelve.
1: Yeah, you can with only twenty yeah, levels. You could turn into a challenge rating three beast. But the action today Super in your favor, <laughs> no, and you got to use summoning that. too. <laughs> so you just have an army of wolves, but it's still it's really pack. limited summoning. Yeah, that's for level twenty. You're, that's a level twenty character. You can you can that's do champ, a- morphing into a challenge rating three beast with a challenge <laughs> rating one fourth companion that has a few boosts to some stats, and then could cast summon animals or whatever the specific name is. I know it's not that as a level five spell, and you're level twenty. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, let's go take on Tiamat and I'm yeah. ready
2: to go. <laughs> well, she's probably like least likely to attack you. She's like, what, what's that
1: doing there? How these oh, me? did this little one get lost? <laughs> oh, okay. they <laughs> no, third 20, believe it or not.
2: Oh, they really did go all the way to 20 like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, this might be the worst. I think you can do.
1: Um. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, I know initially I said circle the moon's probably the, the play here. It's actually, I'm Even if you don't go Beastmaster, if you go Hunter or something else, it's just because the Circle of the Moon relies so heavily on the challenge rating scaling with you as a character level. Mm -hmm. And it's it's on Druid level. You would just stop.
2: Yeah. And this is they actually Druids have the exact opposite problem of the Ranger. Giving up your top level druid stuff is a big, big loss. It's it is
0: awful. As I said, it's it's probably one of the best level twelve. I
1: would abilities. give it the best if yeah. you're
2: Circle of the Moon, especially.
1: Yeah, yeah. and even their 18 one too. What's that one? They could cast spells well shaped. Oh my That's God. huge too.
2: And the other flavor one, which I kinda like, is the timeless body. That's at eighteen as
0: well, right?
1: Yeah, eighteen just like you get so mm. much cool yeah. stuff. Oh uh, in the spells one is um they could do somatic and verbal while wild shaped they still can't use material components but
2: that's not a huge deal with druid
0: no, spells especially that doesn't surprise me
1: but yeah like losing
2: that is really tough losing everything after 14 as a ranger is like
0: whatever well we've talked before doing a, a small dip in the ranger is usually not too great no. um and especially when that fighting style just doesn't work for you uh say mm-hmm. that every single one of them talks about using a um well i, I don't want to grab it right now but they just don't work you can't use your armor defense uh because your armor becomes a part of you and you now take the ac of the animal so that throws out that one that's mm-hmm. usually a a really easy one to grab um then there
1: is what and else? there's this two weapon fighting and there's archery
0: right well, yeah you're not using any any of those well-shaped dueling when you're wielding a melee weapon in one hand and no other weapons you either consider both your paws weapons <laughs> or you don't so right in that case, nope. Yeah, it says wielding like right. melee weapon. Yeah, I would yeah. count that. <laughs> it's pretty clear what it means. Yeah. Just, you know, if you're going for that stretch.
2: <laughs> yeah, as like a bear or a wolf or whatever, you don't have like an offhand attack. That's just not how the animals are designed. Right, right. <laughs> you so, use your back legs. Yeah, no, you lose that's like a core <laughs> ranger thing. It's one of the best reasons to dip them and you lose them if you're doing the transform
0: thing. Right. And it's it's spell casting for rangers is just nothing that's particularly great. I don't think there's many ranger spells that you're going to get uh, that a
1: druid can't get as well. Yeah, there's a couple. Zephyr Strike, I think, is ranger only. That that's the. It's a level one spell. You can move without provoking opportunity attacks, and one of those attacks you can, like double your speed and get do extra damage. Or... Yeah, well, something, half something, something the like ranger
2: that. spell list is just ranger
1: only spells, and the other right. half
2: is druid spells. Right, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was looking through. Yeah, like druid spells. It's pretty much any. It, it's very rare for a druid only spell. Most of them are druid or ranger. The mm-hmm. only one I found was Moonbeam. Is I know, mean, I'm sure there's more. Uh, I but. think
2: reincarnation's druid only, which we learned in oh, yeah. your campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, reincarnate. The world's most useful spell. It's a fun one. It's a fun it's one. flavorful. Yes, yeah, so that's where it's a resurrect, um, which it's, it's. I don't remember the level, um, but it, it's. I it's—I want to say seventh, but I actually don't remember. I don't think it's that no. high. Fifth, I don't know. I'm just going to throw because out it has—it has a <laughs> lot less constraints of the normal resurrection. You can—you just need like a piece of whoever you're trying to resurrect. You don't need their entirely intact corpse, and they could be dead for a decent amount of time. But when they come back, you roll on a table, and their race is randomized. A new body is created for them, and they're reincarnated into that body. Uh, they retain all their memories and their classes and their stats, but all the racial stuff switches out and. That's their life now. Yep, we turned our quaggath friend into a halfling. Yes, <laughs>
0: um, it is fifth level. Okay, it's mm. an
2: interesting spell. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I don't, I don't particularly want it over any other type of bring them back to life magic. So what do what do we really <laughs>
1: have? Like, there's a couple more. We do have a uh, circle of dreams. So I think a circle of dreams ranger would be a really good survivalist if you're in an exploration heavy campaign um so they got bomb of the summer court where basically they get an extra set of hit die that they could use to heal someone else okay it's so only for I mean,
0: long rest which but still that's but, a lot that, that yeah. scales really well each level you get another yeah, and, and you
1: for, unless i misread it you don't have to use them all at once you correct can,
0: yeah. and it's a bonus action to
1: to use them
0: so that's a lot of healing you're pulling up right um wow that's a ton after a while
1: yeah um and then, um, Hearth of Moonlight and Shadow, when you, you could kind of set a, it's sort of like a Lemons, Lemons, Tiny Hut, or however you say that, um, you could set an area where it's no light or anything is travels out of it while you're in it, you get bonuses to stealth and perception, so it, it helps you sleep in the wilderness. Okay, yeah, that's good, free, free Lemons, Tiny Hut. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of, I guess, the two, uh... <laughs> survivalist stuff and then their later stuff's decent though. like hit and pass a teleport for a ranger is pretty pretty decent
0: right right yeah but you know again if we're talking uh ranger at all with this if you're going going up that high you're most likely going to keep your ranger levels pretty low right Say maybe maybe third or fourth level um rangers do you get a second attack at fifth so that'd be pretty useful to go like five in ranger and then maybe 15 in druid. I don't know mm-hmm. if there's any uh, specific tick that happens at uh, 15 for druid. I know 14 is usually their other uh, circle feature. Right. So let's see. 15 on a druid. We've got... What do we got? Uh, eighth level spells. That's a pretty good stopping point. Yeah. eighth level, One eighth level spell and then multi attack. Yeah, that's not bad. Say so I do like Circle of the Dreams. I think overall that that's probably a good um, combination. Then it's just mm-hmm. five and Ranger, fifteen and Druid. And as long as you're not doing Circle of the Moon, you're not really focused on
1: wild shaping, anyways. Right. Um Circle of the Land though is actually that's probably your best bet. If you you want to be a Ranger and have more of an emphasis on spell casting, Circle Land's the way to go. Uh, right away you get a bonus cantrip, and then you get a nature recovery which is a lot like the wizard's arcane recovery on a short pretty sure it's a short rest you could get some spell slots back. yeah spell to. slots back yeah and then you get circle spells so you pick a terrain and then every time you like hit this level leveling mark you get a few spells just automatically known
0: right and those almost pair too well with a ranger's favored terrain right it's yeah just yeah it's perfect yeah, obvious choice yeah.
1: and i would like to point out one of these is underdark you were saying, oh, I don't know if Druids would be in the End of Dark. That's one of the land options. I don't sound like that. Yeah, That's exactly, exactly what you Oh, uh, like, I don't know. I'm very nice. is what I talk like.
0: God, I'm an asshole. <laughs> are such dicks.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, But yeah, they get, they get a lot of really good spells from that, depending on whatever you pick. Um, but, you know, it's just more stuff to not have to prepare,
1: right? Yeah, is it always prepared, actually? I don't remember. I believe user. that's the point of it. Some Those. of these aren't even yeah. spells you yeah. normally yeah. get access to. Yeah, you to. always have a prepare, and it doesn't count against the
0: number of spells you prepare each day. Right. Like, I don't think that druids normally get Misty Step. I'm checking that right now, because that one's interesting. Misty Step. But you can get that for the coast one, which is pretty specific. Nope. Yeah, they yeah. don't normally. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever heard somebody want to pick a coastal druid. Where would you want to be a druid? Ignoring the spell list.
2: Ignoring the spell list. That's Definitely important. not the Underdark. Not the Underdark. <laughs> underdark sucks. Yeah. The I don't coast know. is
1: beautiful. The coast it is, is beautiful. That's fair. And also, I mean, it's basically the ocean too. It's like because no. the ocean is not an option, correct? So coast sort of covers both. Right. I, I have no idea what
0: I'd be. Yeah. Probably a swamp druid. <laughs> that sounds cool. That's I like the other the swamp. worst pick. What do you mean? Why a swamp druid? Why they not come on, mountains? What? Who doesn't love a mountain? I hate mountains. I love swamps. <laughs> They're the perfect temperature all year <laughs> <No> round. <swamps. laughs> there's actually a lot of bug friends Or up on the mountains those bugs can't even breathe as a druid
2: you probably magically (laughs) could prevent mosquitoes oh for sure so like the swamp would be way comfier
0: yeah if i was a druid in the swamp i would have a mosquito hut to ward off intruders uh, so that like people would have to just pass through my wall of mosquitoes that's horrible yeah yeah so that'd be cool i think um I don't think. Oh, they totally do. Insect plague. They get it at ninth level for the swamp. <laughs> I love insect plague. Um, there's also one, and I don't remember what it is. But you, I think it's a warlock spell where you just cover yourself in bugs. And I can't remember what spell that is.
2: No, that's uh that's an eldritch invocation. Is it? Oh, it's yeah, so you creaky. create like a horrifying shell of flies around you. Okay, I'm gonna make a
1: character specifically around that when we do just warlock through it. One yeah. like fifth level invocation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's um, the the star spawn. Those monsters are. Those there was are... the larval mage. Oh, he's made of larva, man. Yeah, she's yeah. made out of bugs. Yeah, that's a different type of creepy.
2: Yeah, he/she. I don't think it's, it's either. To yeah, be honest. Yeah, it's like a collective a, mass yeah, of it, it, space worms. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that's gendered. <laughs> Probably not. No, um, <laughs> or not at least ones we'd understand.
1: <laughs> that's the point of them, man. They're just confusing. Yeah, they're aliens. Aliens. And some of them are masses of bugs. I don't think they're all masses of bugs, right? It's just the larval No,
2: that, that was actually the most disappointing thing. We did that really early on, and they were so cool. But there was only, yeah. like, one or two pieces of artwork for the, like, four characters. Mm-hmm. Right. And I really wanted to see what the other ones looked like. But it was just, like, a vague description.
1: Yeah, yeah. Was the larval mage was a mass of bugs in a vaguely humanoid form of a mask on. Then the other ones, yeah, there wasn't really much of a description. Maybe. I did not get the impression they were masses of bugs, though.
0: No, maybe in, like, ten years, Wizards of the Coast will really start running out of ideas for characters campaigns and they'll be like here's one based around the star spawn it's you know then we'll get credit some art. us for it <laughs> we were listening to some podcast
2: from years ago yeah that sounded really cool we, we got yeah, we, we talked those. about doing a whole campaign we around did it, we, we did the star we
1: spawn did. invasion yeah. and the ethical dilemmas of how the different factions want to deal with it you yeah. are totally right which
0: totally then, yeah. fits the wizards of the coast style campaign yeah they always love bringing up factions mm-hmm. um but i just don't think anyone from wizards of the coast is going to listen to our podcast <laughs> sadly we can dream we can yeah. dream
1: yeah. yeah that was i think that was one of the first ones we did one or yeah. two yeah <laughs> um was a good one yeah it was so yeah flavor
0: wise this one's easy I, I keep coming back to that i feel like you're not going to get into any particular subclass that doesn't work besides maybe horizon walker but i don't know if that doesn't work or as much as just horizon walker is a little little odd as a subclass cuz mm-hmm. it's mostly about um, protecting things from other planes. Planar travel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. planar travel,
1: which is like, that doesn't really well, make me think druid. Because protecting the material plane's natural world is from the fridge of other? Is
2: that specifically under threat from that particular plane or traveler? Like, that would be a very I esoteric think? threat. I think there's a lot more natural threats out there. I'm not it, saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying it's not, a, it's not the best fit.
0: They work to preserve life and the order of the planes. So it's not the material plane, it's just this the plane of elemental water should just keep being elemental water. Don't bring your leviathans into yeah. my house. That kind of sounds druidy to me. That that fits balance and it's, yeah. It's all just that, yeah. you know, not a great subclass. It's all right. Detect it's okay. portal. Woo woo.
1: That's really the only really bad one. <laughs> it's also get... you get two things at level three. Yeah, that is yeah I mean, it's that ribbon ability. And then here's a the real.
0: <laughs> I can't get over it though. Detect portal. If anyone's not familiar with the Horizon Walker, uh, you can detect portals within a mile of you. And once you use this feature, you can't use it again until that you finish your rest. That
2: really actually bugs me. It's like, how many times? Like, <laughs> I need this five times a day. If you need that, you should just give it to him, man. Right, right. right. I totally campaign agree. is like portal-based? Yeah. Come
0: on. <laughs> You're like, oh man, my entire plan was ruined because
1: the ranger was able to detect a portal more than once per day. Like, Come <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, then they get their spells. Like They get protection from good and evil level three. And then the planar warrior where... um. As a bonus action, the yeah, next time you hit a creature, on this turn with weapon attack, all damage dealt attack becomes force damage, and they take an extra 1d force damage from the attack.
0: That's actually, actually good. pretty yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Force yeah.
1: damage is great. And there's no, like, it's not, like, up to your wisdom modifier, just just as a bonus action, choose one creature, and then, yeah, next time you hit it.
0: Are Bear Totem Barbarians resistant to force damage?
1: Yes. Everything but Psychic. Everything but Psychic. Okay. Yeah. Man, that's exhausting. Yeah. Then, uh, Ethereal Step, so you could cast the Etherealness spell um but it ends at your current turn so basically that allows you to pass into the ethereal plane okay which allows you to you could still see the world you're in but it's all faded and you could pass through objects and so this lets you do it as for just one and usually like the full spell lasts a minute has all these different things this one basically it allows you to do it for a turn so you could use it to just pass through a wall yeah pass through a door disappear for a second walk away on an opportunity attack stuff like that
2: that space in combat, that's just going to be basically a more reliable blink.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which but, isn't... I mean, out of combat, that's super useful, though. Uh, yeah. And they limit it again. It's one time. Come on. Well,
0: that one should be. Mm-hmm. I guess. Because otherwise you long rest. Why wouldn't you use it every single turn if it was not limited? I don't know, man. I yeah. think... I don't love the fact that it's limited to a short or long rest. I feel like it should probably be... You can use it as many wisdom times modifier. as your wisdom modifier and recovers on a long rest. Yeah. That I like a little bit more. I feel like it... I don't love recharge on short rest abilities because I feel like you're more like, I should use this. I got to use this as quick as possible because if a short rest comes up, then, you know, I don't want to be sitting around going, "Ah, I could have used it at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the fighters stuff, all of their stuff is like recharge on short rest. Got to use it. Which isn't bad. It's just, I I like being able to feel like I can choose it a little more.
1: Yeah. And then distance strike at level 11. So we're getting pretty far in the class at this point, but whenever... When you take the attack action, you can teleport up to 10 feet before each attack to an unoccupied space. That's
2: one of the cooler actually features in the
0: game, to be honest. Definitely. Yeah, and
1: if you attack at least two different creatures with the action, you can make one additional attack with it against a third creature. Which I assume would mean a third teleport.
0: No, because it's when you take the attack action. Right. Oh, no, no, no. You're right. It says before each attack to an unoccupied space. Yeah, that's... Not only is that really just good because you get an extra attack, you can teleport, but that's like... Pretty good movement at right. that point. <laughs> that reminds me a lot of uh, Steelwind Strike. Remember that? Yeah, that's the fifth level spell. Yeah, yeah. it's like the highest a ranger gets. Yeah, fifth right. level. Yeah. Fifth level, and you can just like you, teleport yeah, around you, the. Battle. You
1: fade out of like view, or, like pretty much it fade out of existence, and then you get attack. It's like up to ten things or something like yeah. that, <laughs> and ridiculous. you pop up and hit it, and pop up to the other one, and it does. It was something like five d ten per attacker. It was high. I got something up. I'm going to look it up, but Steel Wind Strike is, yeah. is the only
0: reason to get high level in a ranger. <laughs> it's a good spell. Yeah, yeah, it's very anime esque. Not everything has to be anime, Kevin. I mean, no, but that yeah, specifically that is, yes. was the most anime <laughs> spell in the yeah. game. It is. Um, let's see, it does 6d10 force damage, and it's up to five creatures. Yeah and they ought to be with like within 30 feet or something actually it's pretty limited there you can then teleport to an unoccupied space you can see within five feet of one of the targets you hit or missed so the other target has to be five feet away
1: no no read it from the beginning you're doing that thing where you (laughs) skip a sentence that's really important
0: (laughs) all right uh you flourish the weapon used in the casting and then vanish to strike like the wind choose up to five creatures you can see within range which is range of 30 feet yeah make a melee spell attack against each target on a hit a target takes 60 10 force damage you can then teleport to an unoccupied space you can see within five feet of one of the targets you hit or missed yeah so So that's the end oh that's the the end end. yeah
1: the end so you could choose choose up to five targets within 30 feet of you and then end it within five feet of one of the targets why do
2: i always do that I don't know, man. You just like skip ahead, like skip the meat of it. Like, oh, Manosa is five feet.
0: I am trying to summarize it.
2: I don't want to spend. No, I, I, I don't, get don't
0: it. like reading through an entire. So, spell. I get it. it's fine to
2: get such a baller spell. You have to make <laughs> the horrifying decision of going all the way to level seventeen in Ranger. <laughs> what? <laughs> Damn but man. you can get the next uh, three in Druid if you want. I think it'd <laughs> yeah. be
0: much better to uh, as a Bard. This is totally getting off track. If we ever do a, a thing with a Bard whose uh, weapon focused again that would be a great one to use for your uh your lore or whatever additional magical secrets or, oh for sure yeah just like pick a, a college
1: up. of swords bard yeah it gets magical secrets at 10 yeah 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 Oof. oh i like that yeah because <laughs> <laughs> you get fifth level spells at nine and then
0: tenth level for bard you get that
1: yeah okay whew. all right yeah or if you go to the lore, lore bard you get it at six so you can of pick them but also lore bards don't really have that
0: kind of <laughs> yeah yeah i wouldn't do that yeah. but you know any of the college of swords yeah. that would be great you just yeah. whew, whew, whew,
1: And then just to finish defending the Horizon Walker, which you guys keep saying, oh, I don't like this one, Um, (laughs) in in the classic Jared voice, yes. (laughs) I don't know why we're just beating up on you today. I don't know. Jared, I like you. You're all right. (laughs) Well, that makes one of us. (laughs) Uh, Spectral Defense. So it's pretty much as a reaction, you can give yourself resistance to all attacks, to all of that attacks damage on the turn. So if you get hit by something, you could just... As a reaction, give yourself resistance Cool to that damage Ro- type. Rogues get that at fifth wow. level. Wow, and this time they didn't no, no. add that.
0: Rogues get something like that at fifth level.
1: Not fifth level. It's pretty early
0: on. Are you thinking of Uncanny Dodge? No. No, they get somewhere. they can use yeah. a reaction to like have damage. It's not important. If you can
2: see them. This, wow. When you take damage from an attack, I uh, does that count for area of effect? I don't think it does. Because what? The horizon walkers? Because it specifically says from an attack, but it does say damage. Right. So you can have any kind of damage as long as it's targeting you. An right. attack
0: implies an attack roll. Yeah. yeah.
2: Are you looking up the rogue thing? I am. Yeah, I'm curious. We got to no. clarify. Yeah. <laughs> of course. But that, that one is not limited at all. So, no, you're right. Uh, seventh pretty, level. Seventh, seventh
0: level, you uh, get... Oh, wait, no, that's evasion. Evasion uncanny dodge is starting at fifth level when an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack you can use your reaction to have the
1: attacks damage against you fifth level for a rogue so i feel like it's phrased that way yeah i feel like because the wording's different there's something different about it we're not picking up on uh one is an attacker you can see whereas at 15th level it's um
0: it just gives some flavor when you take damage from an attack the only difference is it doesn't say you can see so you don't have to see the person Rogues has a little bit more stipulation, and it's
1: resistance versus half, half damage, Correct. which is the nope. same thing, right? Um, in a way, unless actually you... it's worse because multiple instances of resistance don't stack. So with the uncanny dodge, you could have resistance and then have that further, but you can't give yourself two resistances. All right, I stand by it. Huh. That's a crappy fifteenth
0: level ability, is it? It's just not that great. Compare again. I, don't know. I, I would rather five levels
1: in rogue, yeah. right?
0: Why not go eleven levels in ranger and then five in rogue and get everything that rogues get
1: (laughs) compared to everything
0: that rangers get from what twelfth to sixteenth level, eh, or eleventh, whatever doesn't matter. Yeah, Uh,
1: (laughs) you're not missing out on much. That's the point. Yeah, I don't even know what to
2: make
0: of this one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's odd. But that's how that's how how rangers. Rangers Yeah, then like the hunter stuff really laid on gets also again rogue ability like hunters could get evasion at like 17th level or something Uh hunters get
0: uncanny dodge at 15 which is the exact thing that we just talked about when an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack you can use your reaction to have it so it's again 15th level for a fifth level rogue yeah. ability or, or, or evasion or evasion yeah, yeah. You, you have to choose between them yeah. compared to taking five levels in rogue and you get no sorry seven levels in rogue would get you both but yeah
1: you know it's just yeah. <laughs> who wrote this class it's
0: like somebody's like all right you're not going to read
2: any of the material we have make up a ranger
0: <laughs> here just throw these abilities in and they're like well that sounds really good that should be a 15th level ability and they're like yeah. whoa that's that's fifth level for a rogue and they're like oh well it's already printed sorry but
1: So the argument could be made if the stuff or if they're like really front-loaded and early on they get really really powerful stuff and so then it's getting later, so then now they get this where like combines well with the early stuff, and that all balances. But they just don't. <laughs> no. Every time we have a range of multi-class, we just end up complaining about it.
2: Yeah. we. It's, but with new ways. We start off kind of excited and just realize with more and more disappointment <laughs> all the things we forgot I
0: still love the patented bitterness bounce. The bitterness. B- yeah. And like every we learn like a new reason to bounce out of ranger <laughs> every single yeah. time. It's like, yeah, and if you're at 17th level of ranger and don't want to finish that off cuz that'd be really dumb, just bounce 3 levels into druid and that gets you, you some you good turn stuff into a cat right? or <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Sorry, rangers. All right, um, Their new
1: subclasses are okay. They're better. Yeah. They do make it better. But yeah. like regardless,
0: they they recognized that there was a problem just inherently with the Ranger class. And then they tried doing that UA to rework it and just completely dropped it. Because like we're not going to switch everything. That's too much work. We'll wait for 5.5 edition. Which will probably never happen. Yeah, um, Yeah. And, you know, it just kind of has fallen by the wayside. One of these days, they'll make a, a subclass that I'm like, yeah, this is just overall better than all of the other ranger subclasses and they'll just start a new a new era
1: of us loving rangers
0: no will shaking his probably, head yeah probably not they're not they, they
1: really trying happen yeah <laughs> they, they really try and make a point that like within the class all the subclasses are equally valid mm-hmm, picks mm-hmm. i don't think they're gonna just <laughs> only in this case they're all equally invalid picks <laughs> uh, we, hey, we just went through horizon walker Pretty decent. Yeah, one of the things, and then we got super disappointed in the
2: capstone. <laughs> just a one skill. Just one. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, then the Monster Slayer's skill. great. Monster Slayer's not great, man. It's pretty great.
0: I like Monster Slayer. Yeah. Um, it gets you. Um, oh, that fifteenth level ability you actually get at second level as a fighter. I'm
1: just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one's unique. It's um, basically, I think their fifteenth level is basically a counterspell. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a baked in counterspell. Yeah, you can make, as long as you
0: can make a weapon attack, which isn't hard because you're probably going to be ranged of some sort. Um,
1: yeah, that's actually. Okay. Oh no, that's if you if it forces you to make a saving throw, right? In place of that, you can make a weapon attack against it, and if the attack hits, you succeed your saving throw, which is perfect yeah, for a right. vampire slaying monster slayer, which exactly. is where this came from. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, this was part of the Cur- curse of Strahd initially. Yes, the UA for it. Oh yeah, magic users' nemesis is kind of the counter spell. You're right. Yeah. Anyways.
2: Yeah, this this actually wouldn't combine any way in with a druid. Uniquely, it's
1: just kind of okay. All of these slayer? things can be used while wild-shaped. I remember checking that. Oh, no, you could, I like, actually do did, this as a
2: bear. I just had a good idea. You're like, <laughs> you're a monster slayer in animal form. I, I yeah. don't know, man. Um, <laughs> but, like, wouldn't that be cool? Like Van Helsing, only Van Helsing was a bear. <laughs> um.
0: Yeah, I guess that would be pretty cool. What yeah. if Van Helsing was born on a dinosaur island oh! and, uh, <laughs> and could turn into a pterodactyl at higher levels? That'd be incredible. Huh? Yeah, so yeah. I think we're we're getting somewhere. Uh, turns his big old beak into a wooden spike to stake through the vampire's heart. I don't think that's <laughs> a feature. No. Um, <laughs> um,
1: I think I'm I'm done
0: with the range. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs>
1: Ultimately, I'm not too happy with this one. It's, no, but it's, it's not bad. I think flavor wise it works really well. It can be flavor wise, cool. I think it's unnecessary. Any like any character concept I'm thinking of unless wild shape is really important to it. I like it's the just, idea. You could do it by druid or ranger.
0: I like the idea of going Ranger for most of this if you really like Ranger and then taking a small dip into Druid. I like that just for the sake of being able to wild shape for those sure. story moments, not at all for any type combat. of yeah, combat. But some of the druid Circles at second level get you some good combat stuff and then you get access to maybe some druid spells that you didn't have before. Moonbeam is second level. You get that at third. It, it's not perfect. I'm not going to say it is. Mm-hmm. But there is a way to make it uh, not utter
1: garbage.
2: Yeah, but unlike a lot of the other ones that we've done, there are ways to make it the worst
1: thing in the world. <laughs> yes, that is true. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah, filled with they, a lot of traps. You have to be very careful. Uh, yeah. I. That's a good way to uh, put yeah. it that really is um, I would really struggle to recommend So, like if I was like had a new player at a table like oh man I think I really like the player of Druid Ranger I would, I would honestly probably try and talk them out of it <laughs> I, would I would try and see like what are you trying to do <laughs> Right, I, you might be able to just accomplish it by doing just this in Druid or just that in right. Ranger or you I, know I think we could get rid of all of this by making Wild Shape a feat
0: <laughs> I'm 100% yeah. you know every character should get Wild Shape I don't see why that's limited to the Druid
2: <laughs> that's how controversial I'm going to be today <laughs>
0: My variant human can transform into a dog? What? Why? Humans can just do that innately, man. <laughs> um, Alright, let's go ahead and move on.
1: To the Amnitsu. Amnitsu. All right, this week's monster is the Amnitsu from Mordekainen's Tome of Foes. The Amnitsu is a devil uh part of the hierarchy of the nine hel- nine hells they're pretty high up there in rank they are taskmasters of a lot of the underling devils and guards to the river sticks which ferries souls into the nine hells so it's a pretty crucial point for them uh at challenge rating eighteen, they're th- these things are tough they would be a beast to fight uh with decent amount of hit points really nasty spells crazy high damage the ability to summon in other devils I, they can make for a very interesting and tough fight for certain parties. Decent amount of flavor where they could you could buff them up with a bunch of other devils and stuff like that. And My first bunch, question yeah.
0: is, why would a party ever fight this thing? So one of the so, things is going into the Nine Hells, mm-hmm. most likely. So this would be like a, a nice, almost a gatekeeper. But there's like 20 gatekeepers of the Nine Hells, <laughs> if I remember correctly. There's also like the, the Severus-type dog. That's yeah. in here Severus, somewhere. Yeah. Is it just called Severus? Okay. I'm, I'm not sure. Doesn't okay. matter. Um, you know, it's it's just a, a good beefy gatekeeper to ooh, start.
2: Ooh, ooh. Here's a very complex idea. Your party needs to infiltrate one of the first castles in the Nine Hells or whatever. Okay. So they magically turn themselves into Lemures.
0: Uh, remind me again what Lemures are.
2: They are the lowest form when you're an evil person who dies. You come back as basically... It looks like an evil Ditto from Pokemon. You're just nice. like a pink blob that can't do anything, and from there you have to work your way up the evil ladder to become whatever you want. Okay, I mean hell, an Abninsu probably was a Lemure at some point, right? So your party's a bunch of Lemures. They're actually level 16s or whatever, but they found like a scroll of turning to Lemure.
1: And this is the guy who's going but, to greet them and teach them the ways of the underworld. But they retain, retain like, their personality and... Yeah, their stats right, and all that, yeah. Yeah, right, right, So they they actually because, try and infiltrate by turning yeah. themselves in And the this heroes. is the
2: guy would, who would probably greet them. Right. This so, would be the
1: boss of the first
2: castle, in my opinion.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. that's actually kind of interesting. Uh, another reason you would fight them, they're not just guarding the River sticks. Correct. They, they will also lead the legions into battle. So they will actually be commanders on of a battlefield. Right. So... Okay. Now these things uh, as you said challenge rating 18,
0: uh they they pack a punch. They feel like challenge rating 18. Yeah. Armor class 21,
1: 202 hit points. They've got Actually, a a little low for challenge rating 18. Hit
0: points why? It fits
2: for a spellcaster. Yeah. Though.
1: Okay. Yeah, like the Flynn you guys fought which was like challenge rating 9 or mm-hmm. maybe that was 11. It, that had like 150 hit points, I mean. Okay. But yeah, yeah
0: spellcaster does definitely add yeah. to it. Also, uh AC of twenty one. I don't know what the Flind was, but it lower. Yeah, yeah so it, you know, it all it all works out. But its main thing is it's uh, it's trying to subjugate others. Uh, mm-hmm. So its spell casting as well as all of its attacks really just go around this entirely. Um, it's its spells are scary. It's got a three times a day dominate person and fireball. That's three times a day each, mm-hmm. and then a dominate monster and a feeble mind once per day. Right, Feeble Mind is one of the most scary spells that a spellcaster can get hit with. Um, I think it's a wisdom save to start maybe an intelligence save. Uh, but if they fail the saving throw, they just, intelligence and charisma both go to one. They can't spell cast. They can't do anything. If your wizard gets hit with a Feeble Mind, they're out of the combat. I think a greater restoration can bring them back. And by the time you're fighting this thing, you might... Have somebody in the party who's got a greater restoration. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of classes that get it. But if you go into this fight unprepared, you are dead. This is definitely one of the more deadly monsters uh, in this entire thing. Because not only can it use those, and it you know has to hold concentration on them just like anything else. Uh, but it's got some other stuff, like it's forgetfulness, which is a recharge six ability. That just lets you stun another creature for an entire minute. So, feeble mind the spellcaster, get forgetfulness on at least one other party member. Mhm. You got two people out just right out the gate. You can you can make your saves against forgetfulness. That's nice but if do you, you see
1: fail it intelligence saving throw though mm-hmm. which is not, yeah
2: if you fail it for the entire minute you forget everything that happened in the last five hours which is interesting and i think there's like no obvious way to use that no but i'm sure there's a way you could find it use it
0: yeah i don't think that one's going to come up too much in combat because the idea of failing a save 10 times in a row it's just really low chances it definitely can happen but by then mm-hmm. somebody's gonna do something to snap you out of it um but I don't know. There has to be some way that that can be used more story-wise. I, I didn't come across anything, but I feel like that's one of those things that if this was something you were using in a, especially that infiltration type thing where there might be some time that your PCs aren't fighting it, uh, it might be really useful. Maybe they get some other Lemure friends and uh, they start coming back with their, their minds wiped over the last five hours. <laughs> that's a quick thought. But, yeah, I can see a Lemure yeah. just utterly failing that almost every time. right, right, right. So that could be good. Um, as for its actual attacks, um, so it gets multi-attack, and it gets a lot of stuff. I can use its Poison Mind, and then two attacks, one with its whip, and one with its Disruptive Touch. So it gets a lot of options with uh, with what it's doing. Um, poison Mind is again, one of its actions. The Amnitsu targets one or two creatures that it can see within 60 feet of it. Each target must succeed on a DC-19 whiz-saving throw or take 4d12 necrotic and be blinded until the start of the Amnitsu's next turn. And it can start off with that. So Mm -hmm. if there's... Your melee attacker is right in front of it, boom, blinded. Now, it's going to have disadvantage on all of its attacks, and the is going to have advantage on all the attacks against the melee attacker. Mm -hmm. So it's... um, taskmasters whip uh which is plus 11 to hit you're not going to have too hard of a time hitting with that uh does 2d4 plus 5 slashing and then 60 10 force damage which not many things are going to be resistant to then we get disruptive touch <laughs> which it also gets and it's just a plus 11 to hit and eighty ten 10 necrotic damage which you would also have advantage on if somebody was uh right in front of them i don't want to get crit by that and now you're no. giving it a really good chance to crit right
1: yeah, no, it really packs, especially for a spellcaster class. It's really, it's kind of both. It's spellcaster and... It's spellcasting is something that I would more expect it to do, like,
0: once just to take somebody completely out. Uh, and then once it does that, it it can focus more on doing what it is good at, mm-hmm. which is just doling out damage. Um, it, It's great at that.
1: Yeah. But yeah, like, facing an Abnitsu, absolutely, it could be a level 20 fight because it's flavor wise it's it will be very rare to catch this thing alone. Mm-hmm. So you are going to be fighting with a whole bunch of other devils. So you can set up a really cool encounter and the Amnitsu is like the big guy in that encounter. Right. Um its saves are also insane. Yeah. +7 dexterity, +9 constitution, +7 wisdom, +10 charisma saving throws. Yep. So, so it's you're ridiculous. Your only bet against this thing is to find some way to blind it yourself.
0: Um, which is going to be really I don't know tough. How to
1: do, because then also has magic resistance. So it um, has advantage on any saving throw against spells. And Devil's Sight. Yeah. So even a darkness spell,
0: it just sees right through. Right. And any. Like, I think blindness and deafness is a constitution saving throw, which it's got plus nine to. Yeah. So. um That rolls with advantage. Right. <laughs> your,
2: no, your best bet is to nuke this guy as quick as possible. Right. Your yeah, best yeah. bet
0: is to have a paladin who can. Uh, succeed on their saving throws against all of its crap, cast Greater Restoration on your wizard who got completely brain-effed, and then just smite it into oblivion. Right. Uh, Beyond that, uh, you should probably find something new to fight. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing to remember with all devils is
1: they are immune to fire. Like full immune. Oh yeah. Oh, and poison. And, and the fun. resistance to cold damage and then non-magical, yeah, that non-magical aren't silvered, which I didn't realize. All devils are like that. Yeah. Silvered stuff counts as Yeah, so you can have a non-magical magical. weapon that's silvered in one of your. If reasonable.
2: you're fighting this and you
0: don't have magical weapons, yell at your DM. Right. right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it
0: also cannot be charmed or poisoned. What's interesting about it being immune to fire is that lets it cast fireball like on itself. Oh, yeah, yeah, and
2: every single one of its underlings is also, also immune, immune to fire. fire. Mm-hmm.
0: So you're just completely removing the one limiting factor of fireball.
2: Yeah, It's ridiculous. Like, even the Lemire, which is a challenge rating zero, <laughs> is
0: completely immune to fire and poison damage. It's just a unique de- uh, devil thing. I mean,
1: that makes sense if you're spending a lot of time in hell.
2: So yeah, obviously. You should probably be resistant to hellfire. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and then it has um instinctive charms, which is its reaction, where... Uh, if any creature within sixty feet of it is make an attack roll on it, it could force a DC nineteen Wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the attacker must target another creature that's closest to it, not including the or itself.
0: Yeah, so yeah. it has ways to mess with just everybody. Yep, uh, you know it's not like oh well your spellcasters will really shine against this thing feeble mind or dominate person which it's right. got again three times per day yeah.
1: or it's crazy saves or it's or crazy IAC, saves where yeah. it's just going to succeed on absolutely everything yeah. and then it's going to have underlings that are going to go swarm the spellcasters into melee range and mess up their concentration and
0: your best bet is just having your wizard stand really far back I don't know what dominate person's range is it's probably pretty far. Uh, 60 feet. Um, have them stand really far back and just keep doing chain lightnings. Pew! Chain lightning. Chain lightning. Right. <laughs> Beyond that, yes, that's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but I will say, like this is this is something no, note. This is not actually a boss character. You right. can tell because it's not got legendary resistances. Mm-hmm. Right. This is just the way hell is. <laughs> I mean, this is if you read the devil chapter in the monster manual and especially the devil chapter in. This book, you start to realize that almost the entire chapter is devoted to screwing with your level twenty players. Yep, yep. You know when they think that they can really deal with anything, invite them to the nine hells, <laughs> see how they enjoy <laughs> it. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the nine hells. It it would be an exhausting <laughs> trip We've for got anyone.
0: lakes of fire.
2: <laughs> Challenge <laughs>
0: rating eighteen regular dudes <laughs> who are just like underlings. I mean, sure they manage other underlings and whip them into shape, but they're they're drill sergeants taskmasters yeah, yeah. <laughs> taskmasters. and there's a
1: bunch of them <laughs> yep too yep it's like um was a game called prey i know there's a current one but there was an older one too where you got abducted on a spaceship it was just a single-player first-person shooter and it's like, I guess I'm going to spoil this, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like a game. huge part of the game, like there's the overseer, the observer, whatever they call, it, and that's who you're going after. That's who you think you need to kill to get yourself out of here. And you have this big, massive boss battle where, if you finally get to him, and it's really tough, and you kill him, and then you leave the room, and then you enter another room, and there's like a hundred of these things on the wall. It's like. Yeah, keep (laughs) fighting. I was actually thinking about that too. That is the perfect description of this thing where you come
0: in and you think, wow, we finally did it. We killed this one big thing. But um, what I think will be interesting about that is the fact that I would like to see how players get better at fighting this a second or third time. Because I think the first time, there's just going to be so many things that pop out at them that they're like, what the hell? How do we even deal with this? But then once the wizard realizes that they need to stay 60 feet back and cast chain lightning 30 times, um I'd like to see how the fight really changes around. Uh maybe spells that they, they can um you know buff up their uh intelligence saves and other types of things. I think that'd be a really interesting to see. It's a good challenge to players and it becomes after they know how to fight against it, I won't say easy, but it does mm-hmm. become easier. The main thing
1: that's going to suck with this thing is all of the surprises. Right. And then also, as the DM, you should really plan out how you're going to fight it. Fight very tactfully and strategically. It has an intelligence 20, mm-hmm. and its entire job is commanding forces in battle. Right. Like It's going to know how to use all of its resources to the best of the advantage, and it's a devil. It'll fight dirty. and Right. Actually, will they? Fight, fight, they fight... dirty? I mean, because they're, they're lawful.
2: Define dirty. Yeah, I mean, what is dirty? yeah on on their turf there's no real right i can't see like, them drawing a line in the sand it's like oh i would never stoop
0: that level. i won't kill right. somebody who's already fallen unconscious in battle no they're gonna right they're gonna kill it and they they True. have
2: absolute reason to kill every single thing they see because it's kind of rolling the cosmic dice to see if they come back and join the hell legions right, right. Huh. yeah this thing's
0: scary and yeah. ugly Oh yeah,
2: it's super. <laughs> Can we talk <laughs> about his fly speed?
0: Yeah, it's got 40, forty-five
1: fly <laughs> speed. All right, let, speeds, let's look at his wings. 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 Sure, yes,
2: <laughs> his wings are slightly bigger than his hands.
0: <laughs> yeah, this big
1: l- like blob of a humanoid. Yeah,
0: I, I like to him. He's that's got to be five hundred pounds, if not more. Five hundred pounds of evil. Yeah, yeah. Five hundred pounds of evil being carried by wings the size of a a large raptor. Bird kind, the oh, bird, um, I am yeah. gonna go like <laughs> tennis racket, they're like
2: tennis racket planes,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> <Tennis>. <laughs> they really did do a good job for the devil chapter artwork, though. They, oh, yeah, yeah, amazing. I can definitely picture him. You can role play as this guy, he's got a thousand feet telekinesis, which is something Whoa. I don't think I've seen before, but it fits his uh, it fits his kind of like taskmastery way. He can talk to everybody in his little fortress, mm-hmm. so yeah, there's a lot of cool flavor, there's a lot of cool mechanics,
1: yeah. So yeah, Amnitsu. Amnitsu, pretty cool. Kill your level really? twenty yeah. party. Yeah, <laughs> all, all the devils and morty Ganons are. Yeah, there, there's an, that entire first chapter is dedicated to uh, devils, and, devils demons. and demons. It's, and it's really worth the read. It's really cool. It is the best D
0: and D lore chapter that has been released for 5E. Uh, i I will stand by that one yeah I, I can second
2: that because i
0: i got through the I, I i could not put down the book when i was reading through the de- demons and devils and then i got to the dwarves and durger and i was like oh okay i guess that's interesting <laughs> nowhere near as cool yeah devils and demons is just some of the best lore and enough to do a thousand campaigns around oh yeah oh my god so good did
1: you come away from that kind of scene where the devils are coming from oh but, yeah you know they're okay, really Kevin. all right maybe <laughs> not <aren't> that bad <laughs> But no, I mean their their big thing is that they just like they're keeping the demons at bay, right? They're lawful evil. It's, and then demons are demons are chaotic evil and like they feel like their entire thing in life is t- keeping these demons at bay because the demons will just ravage the entire universe. Well that's why it came up that like they needed to always be
0: in that conflict because once the devils got comfortable and they're like sweet demons aren't going to be a problem so what about this material plane and it's like no 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 uh, no demons over here go go, pay that's, attention yeah, to those yeah. so it was a really cool balance that yeah. we just talked about they they always need to be in,
1: in inner turmoil. Yeah. And then that's where they, yeah, like Mordekainen comes in that's why one of the big things he did was always pull the strings kind of behind the scenes to make sure no side got a big advantage. Right. Oh, thank you, Mord. Yeah. Good old Mord. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're on that kind of basis with him. <laughs> um, all right. I think that's that's enough. Anything yeah. else on the Mnitsu?
2: No, read no. the chapter, man.
0: All right. Um we forgot to do it, but I'll go ahead and throw this in at the end. Uh if you have not yet, feel free to follow us on Twitter. Uh, it is monsters underscore multi. And, um, yeah, send us monster suggestions, any questions on your multiclassing, whatever it is. We're here to, to listen and, and talk D&D. So thanks for listening. Thanks. Next time on Monsters and Multiclass. Join us next week as we discuss the Rogue and the Wizard multiclass. And then I guess we're going to move on to the Corrid from Volo's Guide to Monsters.